It's a new year. Yeah. It's new possibilities. And boy, do we ever need this. That's facts. Cricket Wireless can help you make that switch Mm. with a new plan, $30 a month. Yes. That's right for you. Listen. That's right for you. Yeah. That's right for you. Yeah. That's right for you. That's right. Cricket Wireless, make that switch now. Smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Terms subject to change. See stores for details. You couldn't just look at the camera and say it? All right, look at you guys. Poppin' people, welcome back. Say less. Kaz here. Lowe's here. Uh, shout out to Rosie. Rosie had to deal with uh, a private matter. Mm-hmm. Family. Love so, uh, love you, Rosie. Hope you're all well. But we're going to hang out here and handle business. Because Jake is here. What's Ed up, Jake? is here. We're in the WTF Media Studios. Weezy. Isn't it Weezy's birthday? It's Weezy and Alex's birthday. Yeah, yeah, Shout out to those guys. Love them. You know, hope you're enjoying y'all. Jake, why are you wearing shorts? Why are you wearing shorts? Summer, spring. Not for nothing. It actually is spring. Why aren't you wearing? Wait, it's not. Mm. Isn't it like today's the first day of spring? Today's the first day of spring. Yeah, Yeah. the twenty. Hey, today's first day of spring. Mm -hmm. So why are you asking why I'm wearing? Because it's going to be (laughs) thirty-six degrees tonight. It is. Yeah. Tonight. You shouldn't do what. You shouldn't leave that the oven. Yo, guess what today is. Uh, what? Today is the one year anniversary. Oh, oh, that's how you intro your one year anniversary? Yes. God damn it. Okay. These vocals. These okay. vocals, man. Uh, appreciate everybody who subscribed from day one to day 365. Uh-huh. Um, man, it started off in a panty. And now we out. <laughs> Are we out the out panty? The we out the panty. We out the panty. No, we're not. We're not out the panty. We're not out the panty, bro. Like, let's stop doing that narrative. We're not out the panty. You wear a mask, though? Uh, just do for, you wear a mask? Yeah. I, I like that. And you wear a mask? But do you wear two masks? All right, cool. I not never did nothing, wear two masks. Not for nothing. I might be a forever mask guy from now on. So that means we're not out the panty. No, I mean, like, even like when the panty's like uh, legitimately over, because I, I was talking to Fox, and Fox was like, yo, you notice like nobody's gotten the cold, nobody's gotten the flu, and all that yeah. stuff. So it's like, not only is it protected against COVID, it protects against. Common cold, well, I mean, lose. Well, you know, that was, dirty. That was like, that's a natural. Motherfuckers are uh, dirty, bro. That was a natural <laughs> practice in China, also. Yes, Japan. Yes. Japan. Oh, Japan. I'm sorry, Japan. Yeah, Japan. Japan, yeah. And uh, it, that, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of like a swaggy look too. If you got some like fashionable mask. No, it's mask not. Mask. It's I not like a swaggy it. look. I can't look at women because I can't. Yeah, the, the mask mm. is on. Mm. They can't look at me because the mask is on. So no, it's not a swaggy look. This is not a fashion thing, motherfucker. You want to last five minutes on eyes wide shut, low. Yeah. <laughs> you the last five minutes, yo. You be picking out wildebeest every time. Right. Like, you got to see through the mask. All right. It is not that big or bad of a deal. Oh, okay. It is all swell and well. Um, but yeah, no, shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us mm-hmm. for 365 days. This show has taken on so many different life forms in the past year. Yeah. And I'm very comfortable where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. You've got like a nice set in the home and nice flow. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I did promise myself this year with this show 
is to take all the people, you know, like the first year of the podcast, you're just kind of learning, right? Yeah. Like you're, no matter how many things you've done and <clears throat> how many things you've sort of like fixed up or whatever, mm -hmm. like you're still kind of seeing what works, what doesn't work, what works, what doesn't work. So um, one thing I know that really worked, that I really enjoyed doing when the show first started, um, anybody who's a day one supporter was that I used to have guests every single episode. Every mm -hmm. time we, we fired it up, might be talking to somebody, I'm calling someone, or we're getting somebody in here. So um, I'm not going to say who it is right now, but we will have a guest on the show today, a very mm. special guest, mm. one of my favorite people on earth, an absolute uh, great, great, great person to talk to today. So um, this this should be a fun one. And uh, but a lot of shit happened this week. Let's get let's 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 get into okay everything can we, that happened can this we week Eden, we let's throw on the goddamn run a show what where, do we got on where there where can we start bro? i want to start a lot uh, of things happened yesterday alone a lot of things did happen yesterday alone uh we can we can do that it is the first day of spring and we can do that i see girls let us know exactly yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can we, we can go there they let us know <laughs> It's gonna what be a it, toxic. Yeah, they toxic let us know. They let us know the energy is there, summer. right? The energy definitely shifted. Yes. Um, where else? Uh, Joe Biden fell up the steps of Air Force One. Yeah, he uh, happens. Talk about it happens. <laughs> Some of the stimmies kept hitting. The stimmies. Listen, <laughs> um, I I get dizzy enough when I pay bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like when I got to give up that much money, right. I'm like, oh, same shit. My equilibrium's off. But what I want to talk about first is something that kicked off last week. And that is, we talked about Biden bucks last week. What about Kanye bucks? All right. Let's talk, let's talk some Yeezy bucks, man. Um, last week uh, on Bloomberg scooped uh, a lot of people out and called Kanye West the wealthiest black man in American history. <laughs> the wealthiest black man in American history. 6.6 billion dollars is what he was evaluated at at um on, on bloomberg mm -hmm. and then next day forbes said ah <laughs> <laughs> forbes said nah son and they had the pettiest headline too they're like it? uh no kanye west isn't the most richest black man in american history and here's why dot 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 so i was i was fascinated by the story though I mean, listen, like, yo, I'm not Fascinate. here to, I'm not here to count no one's pockets. I'm not a pocket counter either. I'm, I'm notoriously non-pocket counter. You know, what, whatever his worth is determined to be, I'm sure he's earned it. I'm sure it's, 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 uh, it's, it's just, you know, it is what it is. It checks out. It checks out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, did he get money from Kim and the divorce? Well, 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 we I don't, don't, I don't know, know yet. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty, we don't know yet. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. listen. I've uh, spoken to a lot of folks about this matter because mm -hmm. there's certain things like I, 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 I felt this coming, right? Like I feel like every year around this time of year, again, I'm not a pocket counter. I don't, I don't count people's pockets ever. I'm not. But around this time of year, you always notice like every hip hop dude, every rapper, mm -hmm. somebody, mm -hmm. they're announcing all their deals. Mm -hmm. They're announcing all the, all, the, all the ducats they getting, all right? It's mm -hmm. like, all right, boom. Jay Z sells Ace yeah, of Spades. Yeah. Ace of Spades sells title. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking just, just, just caking off crazy mm -hmm. with with these incredible deals and investments that he's had over right, the years. Right, right, right. 
Timbaland and Swiss. Sounds versus Triller. Triller. Yeah. I mean, another big deal, right? And mm-hmm. it's like you see the motherfucker. I ain't sell cheat sheet yet. That, so we cheat good. sheet is still. Hey. I ain't sell cheat sheet yet. Apple Music properties. <laughs> nah. You can still get your cheat sheets courtesy of Low Keys. I ain't sell cheat sheet you yet. You heard that and easy. Um, but it was it was very fascinating to me when this Kanye thing dropped because I'm like, all right, listen. So six point six billion dollars. That was that's a number that makes you open your eyes. And the Forbes story was like, well, we can't say that he's worth six point six billion dollars because the majority of that story is coming from you know the Gap deal mm-hmm. and Yeezy mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And uh, he hasn't you know it's still it's still in production. It's mm-hmm. Like this is just a projection. So, that has, so it's not, a, it's not a guaranteed figure. No. This is a projection it's of a, what he can make. It's a projection. But, like, understood. That's that's understood. And I can understand where they come from that. But right. it's like, that's what the Forbes list, like, has always been, though. Like, a projection. Been, like, a projection of, you know, take... Jay-Z said, take, the, take what Forbes figured and figured more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they forgot to account what I did with the Raw. Yeah, yeah. And that's because that's what Forbes does. Forbes is like, all right, we're going we're gonna to get... Uh, an estimate, uh, estimate yeah, of your estimate. net worth yeah. because it sells magazines. It's interesting. It's a great story, and it's great press for you. Yeah, knowing if we're going to do this hip hop cash kings thing, like this is how we we break it down. So I got some numbers from a source, a source, uh, unnamed source, an unnamed source that breaks down, you know, the actual balance sheet. Ooh. Of mm. can easy, you put that up there? I can I can put it up. No, I'll, I'll send, send it to, to you. Yeah, send it to Ed so you can yeah, read it off the screen. But obviously, we're not gonna you know we're not gonna reveal who it's from. But like, yeah, put that up there. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll never do that. No, but never, never. You know the the assets here, the numbers here are staggering and astonishing, astonishing, and it's very. <laughs> Low key hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. And I'm like, I'm gonna let Cass do this okay. one because like the shit that's on there. Okay, and so how it's broken rip. down. Off rip. Okay, valuation of Yeezy Adidas, three point seven billion dollars. That's what's Jordan Yeezy. Okay, right. I mean, I, I, Yeezys are being sold. These that's are not, this is, these are projected numbers. Right. Correct. These are okay. projected okay. numbers. These are not like, factual. It's a, it's a valuation though. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like. For for lack of a better term or for for a better sort of understanding, it's like if Kanye woke up tomorrow and was like, I'm selling Yeezy tomorrow. They take it to an appraisal and the appraisal is like, it's worth X amount of dollars, mm. right? So 3.7 valuation on Yeezy. Okay. Same thing. 3.7 billion? Billion. 3.7 billion. Adidas and Yeezy. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. A lot, a lot of Yeezys. A lot of Yeezys. All right. Um, well, here we go. Here's where, Jordan. yeah, open it up get, a little bit. Here here's where things get a little interesting, right? 1.7 billion valuation of Yeezy from Gap. Now we all heard about this Gap, uh, you know, the Gap, Gap deal. deal yeah. But he, a, is he on the board? Yeah, okay. he's on the board. Okay, okay. He's, he's 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 in there. Like okay, he is, okay, okay. As soon as Gap announced, like Kanye was down with them, their stock went up. skyrocketed. Okay, right. So we got the Gap deal. Right, so there's the valuation. There's Yeezy supply, 1.5 BM. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So here, here's here's where it gets you know a little bit more tricky, funky, not funky, but okay. Liquid cash and stocks, 123 million, 100 million in Skims investment. Ooh, 
Ooh. All right. Uh, 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 Skims. What's what's, what's that's uh, that's Kim's brand. That's Kim's brand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. He didn't. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, why. Building, buildings <laughs> and improvements is at sixty-eight million. Yes. Mm-hmm. The buildings and improvements and land. So the land that he owns in what Wyoming? I yes. think it is wherever yeah, it is. Wyoming. Yeah. So in there. Ten million in artwork. Ten million artwork. I, I don't. I don't doubt million, he doesn't own yeah, yeah. a shit ton of seven, seven million in jewelry, arts. Wow. So here's where it gets funny. Five million in cars. <laughs> let's let's all this. Yeah, like wait, all this. No, no, the wait, last no, one is what? The livestock. No, all right. So if you account what he's doing with the building improvement and the land, yeah. that can that livestock makes sense. Right. Especially the being out in Wyoming. That that that's not that's that's the most regular thing if you account the land shit. So I didn't even know. Million? No, that's not that's not that's not weird. I didn't know I didn't know he he had sheep. <laughs> Nigga, you better have sheep if you got land in Wyoming. A, he's a shepherd. Like, it's very I'm just saying Jesus. That, does like, that not make sense? Like, am I bugging? You nah. can't have land without a sheep. I'm sure you can. I'm Why sure there's plenty you, of people but, with all right, land. So then, you, you, all right, so you have to make your land work for you. Mm-hmm. You have to make you know the things on the land work for you. So why would you not have Produce. sheep, horses? Why would you not have that? Oh so you're just goodness. wasting that land. Yeah. That's dumb. I mean, $1.1 million. Dollars no, it'll just go up in value anyway. Right, but then you add value when you put you know, livestock on the land. Mm-hmm. That's why that shit is worth 1.1 1. 1 now. That's a great, that's a great fucking move. I guess. I mean, like, that's a, like, why do you have land? I think, I think you either put property on land or you put fucking animals there. I think, what else do you do with it? I think you make music videos like Bound 2. That's true. All right. Yeah, All right Bound 2 is not, well, Bound 2 is made on a green screen. That's Bound 2 is not going to make you 1.1 million either. I don't know. That seems like a yeah. lot of sheep and horses, though. Like, Bro, why would you not? What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, with why would you? Are, are y'all really serious? What's the debate me why y'all would not have animals on land? What is the point? I mean, he, he could also have the most locals of cut of steak. Word, bro, like, 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 he, are y'all he, really this dense? Is he like is no, he weaving? What do you mean? Oh my <laughs> god, Jake, you're I, fucking retarded. I thought you were smarter than this. Like, oh yeah, does he make his own clothes with the sheep? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, is he like, is he busting the wool? I mean, that, and, and that, that goes to like machinery and equipment. So yeah, does, does that count towards Yeezy? If Ooh. like there's wool in the Yeezys, are those mm. no? That goes to Adidas. That is Adidas. That's what I'm thinking. That's that's for the factory. Let the factory do that. But if I have land so this is just a personal collection of sheep no it's not a personal collection I, i'm not doing this with you, you, gotta, you, <laughs> gotta, you, you have you have to have somewhere for them sheep at least. so you 48 bu- million in land one point I'm cool. so here's my thing the one, thing, no, that, one thing that confused me about i don't it. even want to like talk this much about that, livestock the one thing that confused me about it, all right livestock whatever right like you look at forbes and they'll do this all the time they'll be like uh kylie jenner is the youngest self-made billionaire because of like one or two deals or whatever, right? They put it, give it a cover, right, right. they put on this, all this other shit. It's just like, all right, self-made billionaire. What the hell does that really mean? Like, we're not, not, we're, you're not going to make me bite on why that that title or that you know accolade is not relevant or not real because uh, like she's not. You know, and I don't want to disregard her efforts of what her company. I don't is. think I don't think it's a, it's a it's conversation like, for her. On, like, but it's like, come on, like, really? We see the cloth you come from. Yeah. Are you really self-made? Yeah. Did you not get an investment? Did you, you know, you earned all this by yourself? Mm. Like, did you really? And I don't want. And I, I don't want to put anyone down. I don't, I don't think it's. Do, it's not even uh, on them for for me. 
for me, it feels like, all right, so why is it okay for Forbes to have projections to this, what, 18, 19 year old girl, a 20 year old Mm -hmm. girl, and the projections aren't accurate or right for Kanye because, you know, it's, 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 it's Gap and Gap hasn't, he hasn't sold anything from Gap yet or whatever. Like what was, what's the difference there? Are you saying like for for our? No, I mean like if I'm if I'm on Forbes, like it's it's a strange, it's a strange it's, thing. It's not strange because like they know those that story will sell numbers. I can see. And that's that. it. We know that. I can see that. I think I think we have our, I think we have our guest today. Hold on, can we? We're gonna we're gonna jump back into this conversation a little bit. Let's let's man fuck this conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna, talk, this I'm conversation. Gonna, I'm gonna talk to the icon. But we got we got a, a special guest today. If you could, if you could flip the camera on 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 horizontally horizontally so we could there we go boom perfect guys it's the one year anniversary of say less and I figured I would get somebody who means so much to me as a fan. Uh, somebody I've gotten to know and uh, just someone who is an absolute legend mm-hmm. in so many different facets and forms. Uh, guys, make some noise for Wild Clef John, everybody. What's Clef, up, Clef? Yeah. What up, Clef? Listen, y'all, y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yo, listen, first of all, I want y'all to know I'm down in Miami, right? Uh-huh. And my mother and them is downstairs. <laughs> and my mama was sick. You know, she's better. She had COVID. We almost lost her. Oh, wow. So, I got my niece, everybody's on the beach, right? And I said, yo, I got to speak to the most important people in the world. Yes. Find me a room right now. <laughs> look, look, this is so real, right? But you know, when I tell you we took over the whole hotel, listen, I'm in a wedding room. There's a wedding about to happen. I was about to say <laughs> yo, yo, listen. And, and, and I'm having a conversation with some of my most influential brothers from Haiti. This is Izola. What's up? What's, What's going, going on, on brother? Right? How you living, man? So, this my whole gang right here. Oh, you in here deep. Okay, yeah. okay. And I, and I know what y'all thinking. Y'all like, this look like a scene from Shotters. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, yo, should I, should I, should I, should I come empty handed today? Like, I, I was a, there's a lot of Haitians in there. I'm a little, little shaky, yeah, but. Baby. Oh, Clef, yeah. man. It's so good to have you here, bro. I appreciate you pulling up. Um, you. you know, we, we had spoken a bunch and, um, you know, it's, it's really, really humbling to have you come through the pod and, and talk with us, man. Huge fan, huge legend. Uh, what's going on with you, brother, man? How you living? How's, how, first off, family's good. Everybody's good. Everybody's great. And you got a chance to come to the crib firsthand. Yes. You know? Yes. And, um, uh, they always say that I don't have a rapper's DNA, you know, because, you know, I ain't the one showing that I'm getting on a private plane. Yeah. I ain't the one showing the club in the house. Right. Yeah. Man, listen, um, I, I went to Clubs you know, house. My daddy, my daddy drove a cab, bro. And for me, my father always taught me one thing. My father always told me this. He was like, yo, there was a rich man and a poor man. He says, when both of them die, do you know where they both go? Same he place. says to the dirt. He says the only difference with them is the opportunity. Mm. And he says, always remember that. So at the end of the day, I don't care if it's somebody who's cleaning the bathroom mm. or somebody who's taking a rocket to space. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, respect is always mutual. So for me, that's the code that I grew up on. So to be 51, to have kids like Young Thug with records like Wyclef Jean, mm-hmm. to be able to have conversations with, you know, Kodak Black, you know, watching him dance the 
records called Lady Haiti, him and his mama and, and watching them vibe on cultural music. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, mm. And the idea to come to America to have a lot of friends from Africa, Jamaica, mm. Trinidad, all over, like to to see the suffering like we went through. Like I got cousins that's deported. We got cousins that's underground. All mm. of us really fought for the same thing, whether if it was a gangster, whether if it was a musician, whether if we played sports, at the end of the day, I feel like the 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 Pan-African, the diaspora, we all fought for that sense of respect. You know what I'm saying? So I salute y'all 100 percent. You know what I mean? Of course, brother, of course. Listen, and you know, you know, Wyclef, you've just been, you know, an incredible influence just throughout, you know, culture and music. And I know you appeared on, you know, oh, the first one with Khaled. First one, first I, one. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to blow it up. I don't want to blow up Clef's spot. But I went to Clef's crib. You know what I'm saying? He's a very humble man. Yeah, he, he don't have to be humble. But like, <laughs> yo, he's he's incredibly, incredibly humble, and it just reminds you if you haven't checked out the first one on Amazon with DJ Khaled, mm. incredible talk, incredible. But you know, I love to plug everything. I'm, no, I, and, love. And I, just, I just wanted to ask, like, you know. At what point in your career did you realize, you know, you had, you know, a pivot or you had a say so when you you knew that you were that person, you knew you had that ear, you knew you were going to be, you know, a figure. What point in your career was that for you? Well, the thing was, I was born in Haiti. I came to America 10 years old. I lived in Marlboro Projects in Coney Island mm. and I couldn't speak no English. So my introduction of hip hop was a savior. You know what I mean? At 11, 12 years old, mm -hmm. you find a gang to be part of. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. to get from one building to another, you got to be part of something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So so for me, my father was a minister like Marvin Gaye's father. So my daddy had churches in the hood. Like he literally had a church, like the apartment in the project. Mm -hmm. He had a vision. Like if he could take thugs, thuggets, change their mentality, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. to... The idea of like what Malcolm X went through and the transformation, he felt like we would be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we literally was like the church kids. You know what I mean? So if an organ come in, I got to play that. A piano come in, I got to play, play that. that. My yeah. sister got to sing. So now by the time that I'm 14, I'm on like 10 different instruments, self-taught. And at 15 years old, a music teacher discovered me because um, being that I couldn't speak English, I learned how to battle rap. Because I figured, like, if I could become a wordsmith, you know, like, after my cousins got shot, I'm the first son. Mm. So my sister, every time they, like, they're going to get their big brother, it's like, I'm coming and I'm looking like Pookie from New Jersey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like a buck 15. You feel me? But I, I'm with my hands, nice with the slap box, quick with it. Yeah. And, you know, being that I'm West Indian, if y'all know about the West Indians, they're real good with their feet. You know what I'm saying to you? They like footwork the, the, crazy. <laughs> so, so, so for me, a music teacher though was like, "I'm gonna put you in jazz," and I was like, "I don't want to learn jazz. That's for old people. Mm. I want to learn how to be a battle rapper. I want to be like LL Cool J." Yeah. She put me in jazz. Fast forward, I'm 17 years old. I win a jazz competition in Pasadena, California. Left Haiti at 10 years old. First time I'm on an airplane. I'm at 17, going to California. Mm. So. When we won the competition, I knew that I would have a voice in music, but I thought it would be jazz, right? So as a lover of hip hop, my first music video ever, I was an extra for Eric B and Rakim. Oh, Don't shit. Sweat the Technique. That's me playing upright bass on there. Mm -hmm. So wow. so 
So okay. so you're going from there now in love with hip hop. I got signed to Big Beat Records. My first record was called Out of the Jungle. And they didn't even know my name and they called me Africali. This is word to my daughter. So if y'all go back and listen to Africali, the record is called Out of the Jungle, house music, dog. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so while I'm hustling in this process, Lauren is doing Sister Act 2. Mm. And Prize is 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 like, yo, you know, Prize, I, I definitely credit Prize because he was like, yo, um, I'm in a studio with two girls. I need you to come by. And when he said that, right, it's so crazy because it reminded me like a scene of the Five Heartbeats because I was preacher's son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I get to the studio and, you know, my first reaction, I see two girls and, you know, you're like in your teenagers years. So you, you literally, I'm about to show up my ass. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So I get in the booth and, ah, you know, I'm killing it. And the producer at the time was Khalees Bayon from Cool in the Gang. And mm. he was like, yo, there's a chemistry going on here. Y'all need to be a group. So the Fuji's actually started off with five people, went to four people, went down to three people. And all of this process, my, my cousin Jerry Wonder was right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I always call Jerry like one of the most amazing like producers ever because I learned a lot from him. So within this process, we got signed to a small label called Rough House. This is after everybody House. and their mama passed on us, bro. So I always tell this generation, y'all got it made because y'all A&R is literally your social media. We mm. actually have one human being that was dictating whether they was going to sign us or not. So that didn't happen. They passed on us. Um, a small label said, we're going to go with y'all, Rough House. They went with us. We went with Columbia Records. And let me tell you, when you first get a record deal, you think like you're going to be put on. It's the worst feeling when you notice that the label is like not feeling the direction that you're going on because it's not working. You know right. what I mean? Right. And reality kicks in. There was like, but yo, they be performing. They got a crazy live show. They send us to Europe. Before that, they put us in the studio with Salam Remy. Salam Remy was one of my other idols. You know, when you when you watch the Amy Winehouse documentary, mm -hmm. when she's like, she's going to talk to the monk, that's Salam. Salam brought us to the studio, and I promise you, it was like the movie Crush Group. He was like, yo, go in the booth. Let me see what you got. Everybody had to go one at a time, right? Mm. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to show my butt. I get in the booth, and I think like six minutes into, I was like, yo, Mona Lisa, can I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. You know, then I get out. <laughs> then Lauren goes on. A battle is a battle. Woo, she's killing it. Yeah. Prize goes in. Now we leave for Europe. Yo, Salam took the entire record and put it together. He was cutting parts that he felt would work. And this was like my first introduction to what a hip hop producer was. You feel what yeah. I'm saying to you? So when he did that, I was like, I want to be like this guy. We went to Europe. We was opening up for DOS FX, came back, and we got a show at Jones Beach. And I come out, Jones Beach is jam-packed, and I'm like, Yo, Mona Lisa, and the place erupts. <laughs> that time was the first time ever that I realized, like, holy shit, we really have a voice in this thing. Mm. So Jones Beach, Mona Lisa was the first time. Yo, you know, <clears throat> I just got to say this real quick. I asked this question, and I thought you was going to give me, you know, a, a specific <laughs> moment. Wyclef, you literally took us through the library of how y'all made it, 
how y'all were discovered, how you understood music, how you know understood family, and then brought it circles right back and just answered the question, Jones Beach, <laughs> that moment. But you yeah. leading that story up is why who you are, who you are. That was immaculate. If yeah. you ever, if you talking about storytellers, my man. Cause I'm like, yo, where is he going with this? And this, and this is why. And I, and I was ready. I'm, and I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking notes. I'm like, damn, shit, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm like, is he gonna answer or is he? Did he miss it? <laughs> nah, nah, Bro, no. He brought it right Let back tell to you. my question. Let me yeah, tell why, you. I have to salute you on that. Let me tell you. We did the pod. We did the pod with Khaled a few a few months ago at <clears> this time now, right? Yeah. And you know, you sit, I'm setting the camera up, and I'm just listening to Clef just tell these these incredible stories. Mm. But you know, we we got to edit. And we got to do all this stuff. I'm like, man, nah. Listen, like Wyclef is one of those people that has been the soundtrack to like my musical life. Mm -hmm. Like the Fugees was the first music that me and my mom and my dad could all listen to together, like in the car right. on the radio. And right. I'm just sitting here listening to him tell these stories in his house yeah. to Khaled. And I'm just like, dog, you don't understand. This is, you know, this is what I was like, nah, for the one year anniversary, I'm like, I need Clef to come on here and tell these stories Clef. and talk to me about it. Jesus Christ. So Clef, I got story. I got another question for you, brother. Um, yeah. you know, there's a lot going on in the world, especially, you know, with chemistry between like artists and the Fujis. And, you know, when it, a lot of times when groups find success. You know what I'm saying? Especially you're talking about the record label and, you know, them not thinking you're hot and you having to like go overseas and really find yourself or whatever. Talk to me about like the chemistry that built between you, Prize, Lauren and Jerry, because, you know, a lot of times that pressure could like break people up, but it seems yeah. to make y'all come more together, you know, and I can't think of a trio in music that could speak better to having to come together as a group for the betterment of everything. So tell me yeah. how that kind of affected you, you know, when you guys were coming up, especially fresh off of Jones Beach, fresh off of touring the world, and now yeah. you're back home and everybody knows the worst of your shit. Yeah, so I think, like, the best way to explain it, first, me and Jerry Wonder, my first cousin, we first cousins, you feel me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, our connection is similar to how the Neptunes were, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we literally came up in the church together playing. He was in Haiti. So we have a pocket that when we produce together is just invincible. Like, because, and I think that comes up from the upbringing. Um, I knew nothing about soul music. I was a Caribbean head. My daddy had me in the church. Lauren introduced me to Nina Simone. She had a bunch of vinyls. So now, so you have this one, this, there's this kid from Haiti Right. But that listen to a lot of Caribbean church music. Mm -hmm. I was a rockhead. Lauren put me up on four tops. Marvin Gaye. She was like the soulful one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And prize was listening to a lot of Metallica, mm -hmm. Axl Rose and that <laughs> side of it, Nirvana. Mm -hmm. And I think that that combination um, explains like why the, the, the trio was just so like eclectic mm -hmm. in that sense. I literally think it was, us three learning three forms of music from each other real time as we were producing, you know? Of course, of course. And, and on top of that, man, like you've mentioned the eclecticness of the music you guys make. And I think it's just kind of like easy to, 
assume that everybody wants to make music for the world and mm -hmm. make you know music that isn't just hip-hop but you know you touched on it you, you touched on jazz touched on house you touched on uh you know calypso yeah you touched on caribbean you know, caribbean church, music church soul, yeah. music, everything yes. you know and when it comes to that I feel like, you know, you mentioned the young artists like the Kodak Blacks, the Young Thugs. I think even Drake like posted a video of you on Instagram or well, a video of him rapping your verse on, on Ready or Not. On yeah, Instagram. he was 14 years old. 14 years old, right? So like mm -hmm. the influence you've had on worldly music, especially when it comes to like, you know, culture clashing, you know, when did you realize that, okay, I don't have to just do this band, I don't have to just do hip hop, you know what I mean? Like one of your biggest songs is a song with, you know, Shakira, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? One of your biggest songs is a song with Carlos Santana. You have uh. this legendary run with the Fugees, you have mm -hmm. this legendary solo run. Like mm -hmm. when did you realize like, yo, I don't want to just touch my people. I want to just touch the hood. I want to touch the world. everybody. Well, I mean, remember at the gate when the Fugees came out, they wasn't calling us hip hop. They were saying we was alternative. Y'all the alternative that was the room, word right? That, that's the word that people use to say, well, you know, they're not really, they're safe. <laughs> they're <laughs> they call, they called every band with black people in it alternative yeah. back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Arrest, they, they, in the beginning, they was putting Fuji's and Arrested Development, yes. all of those groups. And like, there was like a word, like they just created. And you have to understand, this is what people do. They create these words to put you in a box. So or they create, they create young, boundaries. Yeah, like they create these boundaries. So for me, at a very young age, I didn't believe in boundaries. It was like sitting in a room trying to play Jimi Hendrix. You feel me? Mm -hmm. My brain could not. You know, I was watching the doc of Biggie Smalls, right? And then now Great doc. when yeah. Biggie's mom was talking about Caribbean music, right? So so Biggie's, Biggie's mom was speaking about Western music and how she used to listen to country. And I was listening to country music too at a young age. And for me, you know, the idea of like coming from the Caribbean and being like a country kid and listening to Johnny Cash, then listening to Bob Marley, people felt like that was weird. But where we came from, that was just a natural thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, at a very young age, I would not be put in a box. Now, the idea of people describing that hip-hop, you have to be hardcore. Now, let me flex for a second. Okay. Let me tell y'all something. Okay. Suge Knight showed up at my party when people was running from him just to take the microphone and to say, yo, this kid right here is the most respected kid that I've ever met face to face, right? I can wear my jewels in any hood. You can see me in Gun Hill Projects, Park a McLaren right outside in the hood and walk inside, leave the keys in and come back outside, right? So I don't know how much more gangster you can be than this, right? So the idea of saying, oh, for you to keep it real, I don't know how real, you know, we can keep it, right? Because keeping it real means helping the community. Yeah. Keeping it real means like trying to find a way. When you put, when I put my flag up, my flag was at the Grammys, 1996. Mm. This was my flag, right? At the end of the day, I respect the blue, the red, anybody, whatever. I don't even call it a gang. I call everybody part of a set. 
Mm. A tribe. Yeah. It's a tribe. Just yeah. so y'all know what it really is. Yeah. So when I put my tribe up in the air, it was to signal to the world, like at the end of the day, this is the first Black Republic of 1804. Y'all going to have to show some respect on this flag. Mm. So I don't know how much more gangster you can be. So I believe that the true gangster was Malcolm X. The true gangster was Marcus Garvey. We can't hear, we can't, you can't sit here and glorify the gunplay. You're talking to somebody that understands the gunplay. Mm. Somebody that removes the M16 from the hand of the gang and of the tribe and replaces it with a jar. So at the end of the day, this was the message of the Fujis. Fujis is short for refugees, not just in the word. Like we really have people who passed away in the Cuban waters trying to get to America. So for me, this was the idea of like, we can't be in no box to do that. We got to be like you too in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So we was like, we are not going to be a hip hop group. We're going to be a hip hop band. So that's why you always see the instruments with the Fujis. Jesus Christ, yo. I, I just, <laughs> bro. I don't even want to ask another question because, like, that's that's, that's that, that I, right I there. I got plenty. I mean, <laughs> I, got, I got plenty of questions, but it's just like I got plenty. This is this is uh, this is when you sit when you sit with a guy like that that can describe so many different intricate parts of the career, his life, his story, his band. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you just want to sit and just listen. Like I don't even. I just want to hear this nigga of talk. Course. I just want to just like hear talk about this moment. <laughs> this is true, man. No, that. that that's facts, uh, Clef, and 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 you mentioned it just before. You know, refugee Fuji's wasn't just a, a catchy name. Like y'all was really, you know, what I mean, you know, traveling from America to here. And obviously, you know, when it comes to Haiti, there isn't a whole lot more people that are more prominent than you that have mm-hmm. done so much for your country. First free black nation in, in in world history, independently. You know what I mean? Like, and even right now, there's a lot going on in Haiti. There's a lot going on in 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 the in the in the, the the country that you call home, and I feel like a lot of people kind of look to you as not just an OG, not just as somebody who um you know we we enjoy as a music, but almost like a political figure as well. I mean, like Ambassador. you've done so much, you've put your money where your mouth is, yeah. you've been there building stuff for Haiti. Um, talk to us about what's going on right right now in your home country and how you know listeners of the show can either raise awareness and help and, you know, just just be more aware of what's going on, especially people that look like us, sound like us and all that. Yeah. Well, th- thank you, brother, for the, for this platform. The first thing that I want to say is I want everybody listening to remember the name Marcus Garvey. Mm. Marcus Garvey is important to what I'm about to tell you because J. Edgar Hoover, who set up the FBI organization, his whole plot was to destroy anything black relevance to movement. All Marcus Garvey wanted to do was organize the trade movement. And at the end of the day, he felt like, why couldn't we trade as a black man? So me, when I started my foundation, Yale Haiti, you have to understand, in less than 24 hours, I raised $10 million. So what does that mean? I get marked just like Marcus Garvey did by the Red Cross and any organization that's on that sort of level. Because you ain't going to be a black man and just show up and do stuff like that. So the first thing they did, and when I'm talking about it, at the end of the day, you got good organizations. You got people that's part of it. But I'm talking about how they infiltrate black folks. If you a black person, they just want you to sell liquor. They want you to sell clothes. 
they want. But, yo, if you decide that you're going to make a political statement about anything, they say, nigga, we about to put you in your place. Which is so like, I mean, which, which is pretty much niggas. what happened with, with Judas and the Black Messiah. Pretty much like you say. There you go. Same so at thing. the end of the day, facts. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to rise to the occasion. I ran for president of Haiti. I wanted to become president of my country. I ran for president. They took me out of the race. Y'all seen me like y'all saw tears in my eyes. There's memes like tears would be in your eyes, too, if you landed and saw 250,000 people under the rubble. And then a young kid is about to die and he looks at me. He says, yo, Clef, I need you to sing me a song. What do you know about that? Doing that transition where you literally going to take someone to the next life. So I tell y'all this because when it comes to Haiti, I don't play. I bleed this flag up and down the same way Toussaint Louverture bleeding. So at the end of the day, where we at right now, Haiti faces trying times, but it has not faced, it always faced trying times. So at the end of the day, in order for Haiti to rise, it's gonna take everybody that's listening right here, don't fall for the okie dokie. The mm. bottom line is 80% of the population is living on less than a dollar a day, the IMF, the World Bank, Haiti is still in debt. So in order for Haiti to really get freedom, we need to be out of the debt. Like, give us free, like, just be like, yo, I need IMF, World Bank, just be like, yo, we're going to wipe the debt of this country completely and start it from scratch. Mm. So at the end of the day, this is what we need, economical freedom. If 80% of a population is living on less than a dollar a day, how can you put a debt on me? So that's what we need. We need education. We need job creation. So these are the focuses that I'm focused on, on right now. Um, and I will be announcing a peace concert that we're going to do down there in the next like two months. You know what I mean? So look out for that. And I look for the support of the artists, international artists coming out there. You know, literally we, we can go in if anybody is, you know, people be like Sugar Haiti. Literally, we could fly in that same day and y'all could fly out that night. But I need Haiti to feel that international community, the artists around the world, everybody that I work with, I need y'all just for that one day in that country so we could bring some peace to them. And is there, are there any websites or any any places we can directly, you know, put the people to, to donate or to just spread awareness, read information, give us the information you just gave us? Is there anywhere directly we can go to or those still are those things still being built out? Um, right now, I would say like within the next couple of days, if y'all go on yclef.com, I'm going to have a link, right? And on my, if, if on yclef.com or on the Instagram, I will have a link for y'all called Haiti Information. Okay. And with the Haiti Information, y'all log in and y'all can literally see where we're going. And with the country, y'all can see the real news opposed to what they're saying. And we look forward to y'all's support. And there it is. There it is, man. There it is. Uh, and uh, just the... Just to continue on that note a little bit, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned that don't fall for the okie doke, right? And, and I feel like that happens so much when it comes to people that look like us, when it comes to being able to do more or, or, or you know, asking for more than just being the athlete or just being the artist or just being something of that nature. You know what I mean? Like how, I mean, I, I seen you crying on that, on that stand, on that podium when you were running for president, you know, of Haiti, how did it, you know, how does it affect you to this day as far as, you know, the way people react to you when you put so much of your efforts towards 
helping Haiti and sa and saving that country and, and trying to get them out of debt that they never even asked for? Well, I would say the first thing is like, I cry because if I lift up my hand, I will have 5,000 kids that would die for me just out of bloodshed, right? And I cry for them because at the end of the day, it's like when I'm looking at what they're going through and I'm looking at the opportunity that I got in the West to study and I say, why me? Because these kids was willing to pick up arms mm. to just make sure that they were liber liberated, right? So, you know, I cried because at the end of the day, you would cry too if you saw a pregnant mother die right in front of you with the baby still in her stomach. So at the end of the day, for me, these are the realities that we've seen. So now what do we do? We rise from these realities. And when we rise after the cry, right? Yo, let me tell you, it takes a lot to make a man or a woman cry, right? So you have to understand in the space of vulnerability that I showed you is the space of power. Mm. And at the end of the day, past those tears, as we rebuild and we re-rise, right? Because now we don't got the cameras, right? Ain't no earthquake in Haiti. Everybody that was saying they're going to do something in Haiti, I don't see nobody. In, I rarely see people in Haiti. Mm. Shout out to Naomi Osaka, though. She's always in Haiti. Yes, so yes. for me, um, as we rise, we just have to think how we make a better Haiti. The way we make a better Haiti is to make a better America. Black Lives Matter. And what did I mean by that? I means that what happens is if I let some if I let a police in America get away with what happened to George Floyd, it's the same way in Haiti. Right. That I'm going to let institution just get away with something or in Jamaica, I'm going to get it. You see, one island affects a country. One country affects an island. It affects the water going to Europe. It affects Africa. So at the end of the day, I really want everybody to understand how. And I say everybody because my niece is from the South and she got me talking to everybody. <laughs> so let's just be clear. Right? Everybody. <laughs> everybody to, to understand connectivity of positivity yeah. is what I'm focused on moving forward. And that and and that's and that's right there. And and I'm you know, I'm glad we got you for, for the one year anniversary and I'm glad we got to, you know, explore, you know, this, you know, making sure people are aware of what's going on in Haiti and what you're gonna do with that and your musical background and just everything, you who you are. Um but I wanna just ask you a question, you know, bring it back to, you know, what's going on in hip hop right now and you know, you're probably the perfect person to ask. Um, you know, there's this thing called versus, right? You know, shout to, to Swizz and Tim. Um, but I want to ask you, you know, being who you are, who would you like to see in a versus battle? <laughs> I can read it. Hold on, yo, we can't, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Hold on, I think. I think we, I think we I flipped the scenery a little bit. I'm not lying to y'all, man. I literally took over the hotel. I'm in like this whole like wedding room right now. <laughs> so, Wait, what, so, part, what part of Miami is that? That, that? that looks, where is that? Huh? What part of Miami? Um, South I Beach? I gotta be real careful. I need no, I got like, yeah. nah, yeah, yeah, nah, 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 You're absolutely right. Don't even say it. I'm understanding. Yeah. So, so shout out to Swiss and Timberland for the platform. 
I grew up with the sound clash. Yeah. So I've always watched people clash back and forth, right? Right. So it, I would just say, like, if I was to go up against someone on verses, right? So if I was to go up against someone, um, the 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 there's two people. Okay. There's two people that definitely are amazing. Like, well, there's three, three, three nerds I can go up against. <laughs> thug nerds. One is one is Will I Am. Mm. The other is mm. Kanye West, and the other is Pharrell. Mm. So for me, um, I just could relate to the thug nerds a lot. You know what I'm saying to you? <laughs> no um, facts. It has so, to be somebody. So me, go ahead. Yeah, go that's ahead. like sound clash vibe. <laughs> wow. Yo, wow. Clef. Um, <laughs> in addition to music, man, I. I I'm even. I'm so mad. I didn't even get to ask you about this on the Khaled podcast. But I'm glad we're gonna talk about it now. You were part of one of the funniest <laughs> comedy sketches. Oh my god! In the history of comedy, bro. Quoted to this day. Uh -huh. Making the band, Chappelle show. You either gonna make this band or not make this band, bro. <laughs> Take me back to that day, shooting with shooting with the band. Shoot with Dave Chappelle, uh, co comedic genius. You know what I'm saying? Um, take me back to how did, how did Chappelle even pitch you to be like, yo, we want to get you to do this spoof on 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 the making the band and Dylon, 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 and all that. Like, take me back to that day. Uh, well, shout out to Puffy. You know, Diddy. You know, always a visionary, and he was like, yo, I need you on an episode of Making the Band. You know, mm -hmm. and. He Puff already knows how my mentality is. I'm very serious when it comes to the studio. Right. So when I told Dylon um, that you could either make or not make the, the song, it's a reality of a producer. Like you got to make that decision in that split second. But it's, it's going to be up to the artist. The artist always likes to blame everybody else. I'm like, at the end of the day, you got to want to do it. And I guess when I said that, um, then... Uh, you know, we was on the Chappelle show and, you know, Dave is is a friend, you mm -hmm. know, um, he's, he's a friend. I can say that. So when Dave, when Dave, um, I we did the first time we did, if I was president, I'll get elected on Friday. Yep. Assassinated. On, that was on Chappelle. Literally, first the season. Whole, the yeah. whole, that whole song was a freestyle that whole day, whatever y'all saw. Oh, wow. So. Um, you know, Chappelle's all about the culture. Mm -hmm. So when I when I the only thing I could tell you is when I was shooting that comedy sketch with him, I just it was just so hard to stay serious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because yo, when this dude went for my neck and, and was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could see at times I'm smirking. I literally was like, this dude is just his um we all know that he's a genius, but having a chance to work with him in the actual studio and the way that he uses the genius and how he flips the comedy um, back and forth, I, I really still don't know that today how I was able to do that entire skit um, because when I tell y'all my stomach was hurting till today <laughs> when I watched how Chappelle choked me on that and I got my long dreads, it was the most funniest thing. Did you did you ever run into Dylon after that? Like, have y'all? <laughs> yeah, have, have, did, you, did you see him after that? Shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying. So shout out to Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. I always like when I'm <laughs> battle rapping. My first line is like, "Yo, y'all know my favorite rappers of all time." Dylon, Dylon, <laughs> Dylon, and Dylon. <laughs> People start laughing. <laughs> 
I think we got. I think we got. I think we got more than enough, bro. Clef, like, I know. I, I I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a, a whole lot of things to handle uh, down in, in Florida with the family. So blessings yeah. to you as always, man. Thank you so much for pulling up on the Say Less anniversary, man. And uh, continue blessings and continue rise to the top. And everything you do for Haiti, we support you. We're behind you. And uh, man, it's just it's just an honor to have a true legend on this podcast, man. Thank you. Clef, we love you, man. Shout, shout out to y'all, man. One love. And I look forward to bonding with y'all, man. We got to go like shark hunting this time. We ain't going to kill the sharks. Listen, hey, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> you're, not, you're not far you, away, you man. You need my birthday? You need my right, full yo, name? Dude, like, let's get, all right. I'm getting, I'm getting vaxxed up. I'm getting vaxxed up soon. You know what I mean? Like, we right, going to... We're going to be open real soon. The summer's going to be very filthy. I want, I want to take y'all underwater. Y'all going to be in a cage. We're going to see the sharks. And when y'all get comfortable, we're just going to get out. Yo, we we Yo why Clef? Just say the word. Say less, Say less. All right. Come right. <laughs> right. on, my G. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Love. Love. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was a legendary. Uh, yo, did Wild that nigga Club's just on. bad bitch us? Yeah, like, a little yo, bit. <laughs> take y'all on a trip. I was like... <laughs> Man, getting flew <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. Shout out Wild Club, nah, yeah, man. Yo, yo, and 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 the thing about it is, you know, those, you know, the, the the stories that he told us, and you know, the things that he revealed, like you don't get those in in ordinary conversations. You mm -hmm. get those when you're comfortable. You get those when you you know you're familiar. And the story about just the you know the Fujis being a five person band yeah. coming down to a three person band yeah. yeah and then them realizing that shit in Jones Beach um you know them listening to Metallica and you know Nina Simone and you know Clef being the, the church guy and them blending those sounds together mm -hmm. you know being the safe band the alternative <laughs> like all those stories yeah you you don't get that normally so yeah. I, I hope people that are watching this interview or watching this episode understand how special a guy like that who's been in the game for 25 almost 30 years yep 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 you know a part of one of those the most like i said he's part epic of, band he's part of my musical dna man yeah like so, you know the score was one of the first times i bought on my own money you know what i mean the carnival when you know yeah repping the haitian flag at the I grammys like, because of wycliffe and yeah, i taught myself how to play guns in november worships in haiti yeah like he's worshiped worship and it's just it's, it's 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 you know it's a it's just a beautiful fact that we can get him on the anniversary and honestly cast, so. that is shout out to cast i mean shout out to cast for shout you. out to cast <laughs> shout out to cast. Hey, hey, hey. no shout out to maddie too uh yeah. but shout yeah, out no, maddie of man, course. Yeah, but obviously shout out to clef for just being a historian and just being and this and this is kind of what i've always wanted to say less to be man like Mm. that's kind of why you take that year to really figure out exactly what you want it to be like so you know the fact that you know that, like, that's what we want to do more of we want to get these incredible storytellers these incredible figures to kind of come I'm not in yo I'm not gonna hold things. you you know and I guess we can go to the little stories about you know me coming on the show he was like yo yeah. when I first when he first approached me I was like man I ain't doing no podcast I don't I'm, I'm I'm not trying to get canceled or clickbait. I ain't trying to do that. Yeah, it's a very like, real fear, guys. You know, I run my mouth. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I got to be real careful. He was like, nah, bro, just come on, come on. Come, just, come do it. He's like, give me three months. 
<laughs> that's what that's the first thing he said. He's like, give me three, three months. You can sell anyone yeah, with that And I'm going to show you. And yo, we're going to get money. Just give me three months. And I'm just sitting here looking at him like, oh, this nigga's fucking capping. Like, three months. What the fuck are we going to do with three months? Lo and behold. <laughs> Lo and behold. Got deals start coming through. I'm like, oh, oh buddy, you were lying. Moving, bro. Things are moving, But it was man. crazy. So, yeah, like, you know, that one year anniversary, like, this is this is very special to have Wyclef on here. We've had a bunch of guests, but like obviously, like, that, you know, puts the cap on it. But and we hope to have more people. But we've had a lot of experiences, a lot of fun times, a lot of serious conversations, a lot of funny conversations, a lot of just, you know, ignorant moments. But high blood pressure. going High blood right. pressure moments. Sorry about the high blood pressure. Yeah, all you know, I'm not sorry. <laughs> but no. And, and shout out to Rosie for coming through and adding that extra oomph to word, it. But no, nah, like yeah. this has been during the panty. You know, this has been a very therapeutical situation. I mean, I'm sure for all of us, you know, including yourself. Um, that has just like we knew that one day was going to be a release, and there's been days that we didn't want to come in here. And there's and been so nothing. many days yeah. I'm coming here. I'm People just, like, just been tired. And it used to be twice a week. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it used to be twice. Yeah. A that week. was way too much. <laughs> um, I was doing. We was doing pot when the panty first started. I yeah. was dropping podcasts every, every day. I don't know how you did. Like, every like, day. yo, I need questions for like these four people. You were <laughs> like, I'm like I do and not. And it would be know. the most random four people. I'm like, <laughs> I need questions for like, like Roz Golden Woody, yeah, fucking Swerve Strickland, Boss, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like across the board. Just across the board. But I mean, I feel like we've 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 settled into a nice groove with the show. Yeah. You got a nice home. Um and you know, for everybody who um has rocked with us from day one, uh, we appreciate you rocking with us through the growth. Anybody, if this is your first time listening to the episode, mm-hmm. it's only gonna grow from here. And it's only it's only continue to get better. So appreciate y'all. Thank all right, now for the mushy shit. All right, let's cool. get to what, it. What, what, all right, all right. All right. All right. Let's get to the shits. Let's Yo, get to the shits. Yo, what is your favorite time of the year for sports, Lou? Oh, that's a good question. My Great favorite question. time of the year for sports uh, is, I would have to say, the NBA Finals. NBA Finals. NBA Finals. And Why is that? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a basketball guy. Like, I, you know, I grew up playing basketball. So, like, sure. that just like the moments around what that represents. Like, you know, whatever team is in the finals, whatever players trying to accomplish what they're going to accomplish, whatever mm-hmm. dynasty franchise. Just watching that. The stories to follow. There's there's so many stories yes. to follow, and yes. I just grew up watching like the Bulls and like you know, the, like my father loved the Knicks, and you know, watching the Bulls trying to get past the Pistons and mm-hmm. Celtics and the Lakers and you know, Bulls and the sign like just all that. Of so course. like. I love watching those storylines and now just watching LeBron and Steph Curry, you know, all these guys. There's so many stories built around it and it just gives you, um, you know, you just a nostalgia feeling for, sure. for me, just for me, for because sure. I love basketball as a kid. So the weather I gets watching. nicer. Weather is nice. You're watching the games outside. You know, watch parties. Yes. And like, yeah, yeah. So I love it. I love it. I love that part. Same question to you, Jake. Probably like right when the World Series is, because you have like the beginning of basketball season. You okay. Know, like Ooh, okay. We, we, early, late, early, mid fall. Yeah. So it's like you got like football, which is in like week five, week six. Mm-hmm. So it's like October, and it's like the first week of NBA normally, and like a normal year is probably my favorite time. And then you have like baseball coming due. So it's like you got like I don't give a shit about hockey really. But yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got like three sports kind of in like. An exciting place. Not a, I like the transition. Yeah, so there. like baseball's like finishing up. Yeah. You got basketball like coming our, back. Coming yeah. back. NFL, Football's yeah, like yeah, five, yeah. six weeks in. Like that. I, like I think that. I think right now, right this moment, right? Because we didn't is have, my favorite 
part of the uh, so all right so yeah. now it's so it's march madness it's march spring madness. training yes we're on the tail end of the nba season mm-hmm. you got baseball uh, well, yeah, pitchers and catchers reporting and yeah. all that type of stuff i don't know if it's because it's spring i don't know if because the weather's out and the sun's it's, out people are happy whatever but march madness like i don't yeah, like i could not watch that's college different. basketball yeah, all year all year it's different without the fans it is very different without the fans. well i mean yeah i mean but granted like you know in the situation ran but you're, you're right that march madness brings some kind of different energy because yeah. you like when the world was open we would go we would leave work to go to the yes. bars yes to watch these games at like uh-huh. one o'clock two o'clock I have no rooting interest that. on right. any of no, these things. i just want to be around the yes. energy yeah there's so much vegas energy going right it's yeah. a lot yeah. of like, vegas what? energy it's a lot of gambling energy it's a lot of like okay I, even if i'm not even the biggest basketball fan the beauty of march madness is like the last five minutes of every game mm-hmm. is must see. And you know, somebody you know, is playing and, for their basketball you know, and here, line. And here's another point. Game. Here's another point that mm-hmm. might you know go under the table. There's an unofficial bonding part when you're watching these games and like you know what when we can be in a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're watching the last two minutes and you walk into a bar and you ask like, "Yo, who's up?" Yeah, yo, yo, it's about to be crazy. And so yeah. you end up buying drinks and it's like, oh, we we as I, sports fans, we literally just find the just reason gravitate. to gravitate yeah, to yeah, a team. Yeah. It's the brackets because you pick it's the brackets. E- you pick everybody. Yeah, like, yo, who do you pick? Oh, yo, my team got knocked out. Like, damn. I'm sorry, but yo, yeah, yeah. we buy you a drink. Like it just it just goes so many different directions. It's, it's, it's I feel so like I feel like the reason why I love March Madness so much is everybody for at least a few minutes at a time mm-hmm. are united in so many things. Mm-hmm. When the brackets get but when Ohio State went down, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, the bracket, bracket is done. Oh, yeah. My bracket when, is busted. When there's a there's an upset, when there's a Cinderella, when some team like mm-hmm. there's me personally, I love my bracket gets busted early because like yeah, then, uh, <laughs> I know the like, off. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm good. exactly. I'm good. The it's only good. time I've like really, really stressed out during March Madness is when my bracket's good. Have you ever had like a perfect <laughs> first day? Oh yeah, I've had. Cool. I've I've never had a perfect first day, but I've had like I've gone into like Elite Eights and Sweet Sixteens with like the whole Ooh, like yeah. with the entire like, Sweet Sixteen. Like. Yo. That feeling is crazy. Yo, for like, <laughs> like that whole week leading up to like the <laughs> yo, next <laughs> slate of games, nobody can tell you shit. And he's like, you, like, you will find any reason to bring uh, up your brackets. Like, hey, so hey, well, mine. Mine's in the top point. in my bracket. You know? God forbid you put some money on your brackets or you're in a pool. Oh, yeah. I don't parlay. I got so many texts this week. Like, yo. 20, 50, I'm like, bro, I'm not even. I threw, I threw it into like three. I threw it into like three little brackets. Yeah, I see you tweet about it. So. I know Anna had, Anna had one that was pretty good. Yeah. I think Roz had one. Um, and just a couple of other people, but you know, I yeah, put some I, money I, into I, that I joint. Test, I didn't touch the brackets. Listen, it's, it's, it's fun, but, um, never without some controversy. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather just do it like when we're in a spot or we're in a bar and someone says, hey, yo, I bet 20 such and such wins. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right, quick 20. Nah, it, it, I'll it, do it, that. It's, you know what? 
That's well, I, why because I, I did that during the NBA Finals. It's so many games. Like it's basketball overload. Like that Thursday, it was Friday morning this year. But usually that Thursday morning, like if you're working in the office, when like run to the bar. It's it. Oh gosh, it feels like it's so long I've been in an office setting, bro. Like I, I remember doing this. I remember like I, I it's forgot like an unofficial like work holiday. 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 No, <laughs> it is. Like, it's it. Nobody's doing shit. Like everyone's kind of like, like come on, yo, half paying attention. Like, oh. I'm gonna take a like, look. I'm gonna take early lunch real quick. Every, everybody got a dentist appointment at like three thirty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it's it's an incredible time, man. And um that's what makes March Madness so special. No, yeah, it's very special. On top of me loving March Madness so much, I didn't know I could love something so much while it being so trash. <laughs> like like the mean? NCAA. As a uh, whole, oh, oh, oh yeah, we okay. Yeah. Like, uh, so let's let's, let's break yeah. that down here, right? Yeah. So, like with the NCAA, obviously, um, you know, we've we've seen players like JQ from Alabama, uh, a couple of other like high profile college players doing hashtag not NCAA property, right? Right, like. Right. Let's not kid ourselves. As much as we play around on the show, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. We are still in the middle of lots of people dying and lots of people being saying, we're getting better, we're getting close. But the NCAA, which is supposed to be an institution for amateur athletics, mm-hmm. lost a shit ton of money not having a tournament last year. A mm-hmm. shit ton. Mm-hmm. They was getting the tournament off by hook or by crook. So it's a bubble. It's all in one place. Mm-hmm. And this year... Um, one thing that really bothered me specifically was the treatment of the men's bubble and the women's bubble. Now, I don't know if you saw these no, pictures. I didn't. I saw. I saw. And, oh, and I saw the video. Yeah. So I saw, it. saw the videos of how the women's athletes get treated mm-hmm. and the men's athletes get treated. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. Um, you know, the men's, the men's basketball tournament does definitely get more coverage. It's definitely uh, a, a more of a cash cow mm-hmm. or whatever. But in a year where there's been so much performative um, allyship, you know what I mean, between mm-hmm. blacks, females, women, mm-hmm. um, especially like let her play mm-hmm. and, you know, Nike putting out all these, these, these uh these these ads being you know very supportive of, of women's sports and female sport and, mm-hmm. and women's athletics, you see that not only do they get trash swag bags, you know what I mean, as mm-hmm. as participants, but they're basically were only given a yoga mat and, and like a, a handful of barbells, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. these are the elite athletes. These are you know the top of the crops when it comes to women's hoops. Probably everywhere. I mean, like this, you know, as much as much strides that the WNBA has taken, mm-hmm. you know, as a women's league, the women's national basketball tournament is probably the most celebrated women's basketball tournament in North America, right? Like this is, you know, especially if you got the powerhouse there, you got the Yukons, the Tennessees, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the South Carolinas, the Stanfords, like they bringing they're bringing a, a good chunk of change too. Like they're not necessarily just sitting by like, ooh, please, like, yeah, 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 of course, please, sir, can we have some more type shit? Like they absolutely, you know, pull their share, and you know, you, I saw a tweet today on the way here where NCAA, like from the official NCAA account. I guess after all the you know the backlash mm. and everything, tweeted um, the weight room has arrived like mad and it's like the thing the, the thing about that is it's like we don't you know it's it 
as easy as it was for you to do that after yeah. you got ridiculed should have been easier for you to do that before anything needed to be said. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it, it's just like it's annoying. There's no way it goes through that many channels and not and you not without one person being like, like mm, hey, hey, this hey. isn't right. This isn't right. And it's like you know, I don't. I'm not a part of that that club. I'm not a part of that organization. So I don't know how it goes, and I don't know who makes these calls and this, that, and the third. But it's just like the, I hate having these obvious conversations, bro. It's I, so I, obvious. I hate, you can't. I hate bringing it up and like, yo, they need to do better. It's just like, yo, bro, just like, just do it. It's what bothers what bothers me just is the, is the performativeness of it, right? Like, you can't be tweeting out hashtag girl dad all year. And then like, and then you're facts. waiting. Like, and you're not no, putting like, any bro, like, any efforts, any assets. Like, like, you make a shit that, ton of money getting free labor. Kids, <laughs> you make, right. yo, you get the free labor off these kids. You don't pay these kids. Yeah. Their rights are being sold right in front of them. Their jerseys are being sold right in front of them. Not the long. least you fucking could do is give them a facility that makes them perform better. And you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm. It's, it's it's it should not be this hard. You're a billion-dollar industry. Multi-billion. Multi-billion dollar <laughs> industry. And you're struggling over a weight room? It's not struggle. They, I mean, they well, clearly, clearly show they could do it if they you're want in, to. You're, you're incompetent yeah. over a weight room. They can clearly I do just, it if they I, want I, to. I'm just, I hate, whatever. It's corny, man, because it's like, you know, uh, the corniness about I'll it. I'll be talking about my blood pressure. Bro. No. <laughs> nah, it's just, um, you know, it's 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 just weird, man. It's It's funny. It's funny, like, the people's, like, athletes' reactions towards it. It's funny the way people have, like, clapped back, you know? And, um... I mean, it's the power of social media. It's the power that's of social li- that's media. Literally, that's yeah. literally what did it shouldn't. It shouldn't have come to that, is my... At all. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It shouldn't Yo, have come to yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Completely it's right. like, you know... All, like, you know, this, you knew, this you, is knew how you were This wrong. is how out of touch you know, like, people from, from the NCAA are. It's like, these are a bunch of early 20s or teenagers with cell phones like you don't think they're going to compare and contrast you don't think they're going to soon they get like, they're in a bubble they're not allowed to leave but. was like here's the men's shit <laughs> and here's our shit you didn't think that was going to blow up just like wise like even even if like <laughs> in the in, even if in the back of your head you're like well you know we we're not going to make it like even just to just to do your due diligence so a PR nightmare like this doesn't happen how the fuck do you not Play into account that all of these young women are, are gonna notice gonna the anything. stark difference with their social media. With Yo, their it's self- a lot, it's, but see, like, and that that's not just the NCAA. That's just what a lot of brands. Yeah, that's what a lot of didn't happen with the NBA. I mean, it's, it's with everybody. Yeah, it's with yeah. everybody. They're, a lot of these brands sometimes are obsolete or oblivious to the obvious and mm. it sucks that we have to continue to have these conversations but this is why we use our platform to have wow. these conversations but it's like bro like y'all don't get it y'all still don't get it in 2021 listen man shout out to shout out my co my msgpm co-host monica mcnutt former yeah. georgetown the ahoya yeah. you know what i mean real like she's on sports center this morning incredible incredible dope, talent dope. 
And we're gonna get you on sports. Center a, too. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get you on sports. If, we're gonna, if the we're Lord allows, the, the Lord, Lord has allowed. allowed you. The Lord has allowed <laughs> if, you, brother. If Sports Center is lucky enough. If the, if Sports Listen, Center, is, if the, the Lord has allowed you, we're gonna make sure you get Sports Center first take undisputed. We're gonna get nah, your ass somewhere. Like I nah. said, like no, I said. fuck that. That nigga needs they, to be they somewhere. They gotta cut a check. They gotta cut a check. They gotta cut a check. I appreciate your coaching. I don't give a fuck. I've seen this man grind too hard. No, he need to be on a national stage talking his shit. Looking great and just representing for his family. Fuck that. He need to be on that shit. This is the one year anniversary, so I'm giving my flowers to everybody. Jake, I'm gonna figure out what I'm gonna talk about you later. <laughs> later. later. We'll, we'll, another and episode. Like, you need to be, you know, director for the Grammy. So we gonna we gonna yeah. make all this happen. Goddamn. But shout out Monica McDonald. No one's made. gonna say nothing about me. Uh, you the man, low. Yo, fuck? I love your face. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, man? Cut off me giving Monica a flash. Shout out Monica nah, McDuck, nah, man. Incredible yeah, town co-person. Who's been putting a lot of uh, spotlight on the, on the differences in the, in, in the women's bubble and the men's bubble. Nah, but um, no, nah, and also shout out to Lowe, man. You are... Okay. Are those new Air Force Ones? Well, you told me to dress up yeah. today. Are those the same uh, ones from the... So uh, no. <laughs> no, I went and bought a new pair. Eddin said dress up today because we're taking new pictures. To Pearl. I, had to go get it. I literally just bought these. Those have been worn. So yes, I'm wearing them now. Full so this is the first time? Oh. Yes, is, I literally just put them on, Eddin. Why Eddin? That's Jake. I mean, I, Jake, Jake. Jake. I, I had to walk in Tested here, right? that too. Clearly, your Big shoes on, though. Neither nah. are your shorts. Nah, or bro. your socks. These, these are Eddin told us to dress these, up. These shorts are, he, he wasn't talking to me. <laughs> yes, he was. I mean, you actually I are on camera. Yeah. What? Nah. Why people always say they're excluded from shit? They are. You ain't talking I mean, to me. <laughs> yeah, we are. Too close, man. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm outside, the, I'm outside the norm. <laughs> All right, what we got next? What we got next? Oh, man. Oh. Uh, let's uh, see what's on the rundown. We talked to Clef. We yeah. talked to Marshmallow. Madness. Sensitive. Snyder Cut. Deshaun? Snyder Cut. Did you watch the Snyder Cut? Justice League? I don't have eight hours of my life. Y'all can talk about did you watch it? You guys wanted, oh my god. White supremacy. Uh... I, I literally have no idea what you're referencing right now, so I can't even laugh or be mad. Shout out to the geeks that checked out the Snyder Cut all four hours and seven minutes of it. Did, Jake, did you see it? Mm -mm. Eddie, did you see it? No. Lo, did you see it? I literally just said I didn't. Did you well, see it, you geek? I sure the fuck did. <laughs> <laughs> I had four hours to kill. <laughs> I watched half of it Friday. Uh -huh. The other half Saturday Jesus. morning. Um, I will say, it is a. Have you have you seen the original Justice? Yes. Original yeah. Justice League. Josh yeah. Whedon. Josh no. Whedon original yeah, no. joint. Whatever. Okay. Digital mustache, Superman, no. scary face, yes, flash, that shit looks crazy. Flash shit, cry, no. trash, trash, no. trash, trash, trash. We all understand it was trash. No. Could have been better. No. Uh, this, 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 <laughs> been better. this mythical Snyder cut has lived for a long time. Um, the Snyder cut is Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was the director of okay. of this movie, okay. and um, <laughs> I'm listening. This exact reaction. This exact reaction. I'm listening, bro. Go ahead. This exact reaction. I got it. Sums up my thoughts mm. on the Justice League Snyder Cut, man. Was it bad? You what? For like, it was a little flimsy? Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, so around um, the three-hour mark, you didn't like be like, all right, this is Yo, good. I'm going to stop after three. It is arduous <laughs> to watch that in one sitting bro like first off 
just the way the whole Snyder Cut setup is set up for it to be doomed to fail. Okay. Initially, the whole point of this movie is like, hey, we put a movie out four or five years ago that a lot of people you're looking forward to, to right? Mm-hmm. You don't even have to know about the movie to to to, to feel where I'm coming from. I'm not, I always I always understand where you come from. <laughs> we put out this movie four or something years ago. Right. That was so ass. Okay. <laughs> mm. We had to call the guy that quit in the middle of producing it and directing it to be like, hey, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to finish your vision. And that's the Snyder. You watch it. And that is the Snyder Cut, right? And how was the Snyder Cut after he came back to reproduce it? So you have to understand mm. it is a a a a a a product of the pandemic world that we live in, right? You couldn't enjoy this movie in 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 glorious IMAX or some massive screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. So initially, you go into HBO Max, right? You turn on your control, turn on your TV. Mm-hmm. Say, boom, first thing you see, Justice League, Snyder Cut, great. You hit play, which is, you know, resume or restart. The first thing you see is runtime, four hours and seven minutes. God damn. So I'm like, you watch that? I'm like, all right, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. So I I, I, I put it on. You watch four hours or some shit? Did you force Jazz to watch it with you? Yes, I did. (laughs) God bless you, Jazz. As As you press play... You see a bunch of dots in the middle of the timeline, right? Like, you know, you scroll back, forth, stream, it's like whatever. like the Pino when they give you different scenes. So as soon as oh you're hitting God. play, first off. You're going to just walk over that? Did you what, just what, what you just said? Well, it's like <laughs> porn. Oh, <laughs> like, not, like, and I heard it. I'm like, I'm not even going to do it. Right, I heard it. I definitely heard it. I didn't heard it. I didn't but I'm trying to pay attention to where he's going. And he makes, he, he always does this. He like always, under his breath. Uh, like, I'm not, dude, I'm not. Go ahead. I know how to block it. This is how you know Jake's a nasty motherfucker. You watch your adult films from beginning to end. Like, yo, hey, what kind of cycle does that? This is how I know Back. you buy your adult films. No, oh. Yo, hey, Jake still support. has his adult films so, on VHS. Yeah, mm. facts be. And he, <laughs> gets up, and gets up from his bed and presses rewind. Hey, That's we, how I know he is a sicko. We're running an NFT on all my uh, old VHS tapes <laughs> later. That's, that's no. what's going to go up. When they do NFT for adult film stars or whatever. Oh, hey, Lisa, oh, yeah. we'll ask Lisa and to do it. Millions. But we'll, get, we'll get Lisa on the show. She's supposed to come this week, but Clef is on this week. We'll, we'll figure we'll, it out. Yeah, come next but yes, you were watching the Snyder Cut. So watch Snyder Cut. Boom. Yo, you're so fucking we'll... nasty, Jake. Yeah, you are nasty. Bro, yo, you're bro. sick, bro. I'm sorry, bro. All right, sorry. Continue, yeah, so yeah. my, my, hey. my, Your adult film searches should literally just be searched. Lucia. Susan. That's how I know Jake is gross. He literally just hits play. And just, on like, anything like, oh, let me see yeah. what this is about. Wait, to. Like, wait, he has wait, his own Snyder wait. Cut viewings every day. He's like, you watched that for four hours? He's like, that's yeah. a light day. Run that back. He's like, Booty Talk 56 is like six hours long. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a light uh, viewing session. <laughs> I hit like the random video. Jake is nasty, bro. Jake is nasty. You a nasty yeah, boy. Like, nasty as hell. Anyway, so there's so many things already working against me for, <laughs> for this Snyder Cut viewing, right? Mm. You see the dots, and as soon as you got to one dot, it said part one Oof. with like, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a long view. <laughs> like the strip. The credits itself, the first 45 minutes of this movie 
is completely useless. <laughs> it's useless. Like, you are sitting there. First off, if the movie was in regular motion, it's two hours and ten minutes max. Right. Because everything's in super slow. Y'all got way more patience. I don't understand why y'all sitting here watching a movie that's four hours and 27 minutes long. I had to break. After a fucking uh, producer quit. I had to break out two hours on Friday. Oof. I watched the rest Saturday morning. Yeah. Bro, like, y'all could have did something else with them four hours. And there's a whole epilogue at the end. Like, nah, I'm, like, yeah, y'all better than me. I'm like, epilogue. Yo, the nerve. Nigga, four hours? <laughs> and you have an epilogue? Nah, you got to pay me to watch four hours. I can't believe they tricked y'all to watch that movie twice. Listen, that's the only thing I respect about it. It's like they got two washes of the turd <laughs> off of this. You know, they got to watch this turd twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Crazy. Here it goes. Nice and sparkly and golden for you. I will say this. Cyborg got a little bit of a better look. Cyborg looked better. That's cool. Flash was cool. You know what I mean? Superman didn't look fucking scary. He didn't give me nightmare fuel with that digitized mustache right. that he had before. Batman getting washed like he always does in every damn movie. Batman is can we uh, Are you Batman fans? I don't watch. I don't watch the movie? comics. I'd just rather Batman, Batman in general. Oh no, yeah, I, I watched just the, the first, idea the first, of Batman. I, 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 the first two, the first two I watched. Is Batman a superhero to you? Yes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Batman's a superhero to he, you. He's a meme. No, he, he has. He has a different level of intelligence. What do we, why is he not a superhero? Because he. What is his superpower? What's his superpower? A brolic, and they make a, they make a joke bro, about it. A brolic motherfucker he, with a he's beautiful got, Batmobile. They, he's, he's, what's that? Is that a superpower? Can he fly? He's got no. He's got like white privilege. Yo, cut his mic, please. It's like, facts, though. When do you have white privilege? I read a tweet. He said Batman shows, you know, he cuts off half of his mask so the police knows he's white when he commits mm. crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Open your, yo, open yo, your third eye. I don't want to have this petty bro. crimes that <laughs> Batman. Open your third eye. Don't wait, yo, don't, Open don't, your third don't, eye, king. Don't, don't, no, listen. Don't, open your third eye, king. Don't, don't de-celebrate my, my, my superheroes as a kid. Don't, don't we're not doing this. What? We're not. We're not doing this. They cut off his mask so they know he's. We're not doing this. He's worth like trillions of dollars, right? Okay. And all right, it's Tony Stark's. Wait. Yes. Wait, so he, trillions of dollars. Tony Stark opens up foundation. We're gonna get to Tony Stark in a minute. Hey, get hey. over here. Hey, get here, get here, get here. Come on, come on, pal. You can't. You came in right on time. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Uh, we were talking about how how wag Batman is. Yeah. <laughs> Hop in. Take take Jake's seat. Jake. Take Jake's seat. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, you just missed Wycliffe. Yeah, it was oh, great. Great episode. Great episode. Uh, but we were talking about why Batman sucks. Everybody say hi to Weezy. Hey, Weezy. Well, thank you for having us in your humble abode. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks Weezy, for being here. Kaz is keeping the lights on, y'all. Yes. Damn right. We're here every week. Where the hell is Rosie? Like, Rosie had a uh, family, family thing to damn, take care of. That's the only reason people like the clips. This is true. This is oh, true. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice seeing you. Bye. <laughs> I don't know but about Batman. You don't. You didn't watch Justice League. Watch I watch. No. I'm um, okay. doing like Breakfast Club stuff. How's Breakfast Club? Oh, yeah. Congrats on <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast Club. Child, right. That was fun. That was fun. How was that? How was Welcome that? to the club. I, I, did, I did it like, three really times. I low key about it, but I didn't feel famous until yesterday. Did, well, it's a big fucking There's platform. Like blue check niggas in my DMs. Ooh. They were there before? Like, 
not like good ones. <laughs> oh, you got a, oh, a new proper blue check nigga. One nigga was like, I know you're going to ignore it. What did he say? He said something like, I know you're going to ignore this later. I was like, oh my oh, God, God, I am. It, was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't anybody, it wasn't anybody I would recognize, would it? No. No at all. I can't fuck with industry niggas because like once you fuck one, it seems like you've got them all. You know what I mean? Ooh, wow! All right. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? All right, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean in that aspect? I'm, I'm, I'm Bro, like if I fuck one industry nigga, like I'm a hoe. I can't just be a hoe like in real life. I'm already a hoe on my show. I'm about to say like, uh, oh, oh no, man. this is back. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can't the, double the thought it down. Is already out there. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I see. So like, like, if, if you do one, it's gonna just seep through. Yeah, like I feel like I'll lose credibility. Like I could fuck ten regular niggas and nobody would know. That is very true. No, I mean, no, listen, no, 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 listen, no, no, no. It, it is 2021. In, in, in regards to industry talk. In my, regards to industry my, talk. Here's my thing, though. So I understand it's, what she's saying. It's 2021, right? That thought process is starting to kind of leave a little bit. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Well, it's, I don't mean not. it as in like <laughs> a not. shameful way. Like, I really, I mean more so like opportunities, right? Okay. Like, people don't want to fuck with hoes. This is just the truth. Like, obviously, mm. I try to empower hoes and want women to feel liberated. <laughs> but like, I know at the same time, like... If people feel like I'm moving too crazy, then that, I will that, miss that, out on opportunities. That is the industry lineage. Like, I do understand that comparison. Like, she just, like, fucked a regular nigga that just, mm. just had a regular job. It right. wouldn't matter as much because it's just, it's in that realm of, You like, should see me at, like, a FedEx. I'd be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, all right, so, but if it's one industry nigga, then it's just like, oh, yo, yo, I, I, I touched that. Yo, already. like, it's a wrap. That, I have, like, I, in yo, my head, like, if that. I could hit, like, an industry nigga, uh, like, who they would be. But uh, also, like. I definitely understand that. Like, okay, it's a couple. Okay. All Lisa, right, Bonet, let's Lisa run Bonet and Jason so, Momoa. J we were just talking about Justice League, Aquaman. Whatever he does, yeah. Yeah, he's him. Aquaman. This is how whack the movie is. She comes in and says, like, okay, there's this one rule I will never break except for this yes, guy. Yes, I too yeah. would like to be Aquaman, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he could do. She hasn't even seen the fucking movie. That's how whack it is, yo. I don't but. Bro, this nigga broke down like 20 minutes of the Snyder Cut, and we were just like, all right. like He didn't even get to the middle yet. Yeah, but he was stuck on the intro. Is this really minutes. in your outline? Wow, for those of you who are still here, thanks. What kind of podcast? How about you say less, nigga? It's literally him. It's like, Let's go through something else. This podcast is a microcosm of how You guys had on Wyclef, and now you're talking about. Yeah. This nigga. Now we're talking about the blue checks in your DMs. I'm glad you came in here. And we're missing Rosie, so like half the, the white guy half the viewership quit. has dropped. This, Bro, this nigga <laughs> loves fucking like geeky <laughs> shit. Like, said, what's, the best, what's the best time for sports fans? <laughs> <laughs> it's March Madness, motherfucker. We're not betting <laughs> on sports. We're not watching no, these kids. It, it, no, it makes, money it makes sense for our, it. it makes sense for our conversation. But I want to ask Weezy, um, your birthday. Yes, happy birthday. 365. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling right now as opposed to last year when your birthday hit? Because we were oh just my going God, right dude. into the My pandemic. birthday, like the world went on lockdown during my birthday. Exactly. Mm. And like... Pisces. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. My nigga was like, I was like, so you just got nothing? You thought you couldn't go get a card because of COVID? <laughs> you could have typed one up. I was so upset. It was mm. terrible, but it was great. Honestly, it's interesting is, because is like... nigga at the time or still dude or he was... Mm. Mm. These are the questions we need. These, these, are, like, these are the questions people want to know. I mean, you is know, it, is it nigga now or the nigga gone? No. I can I can only assume by that non-answer that no, it's not there anymore. That's Yo. why you should have got. Oh, are you like? Do you see yourself? Wow. <laughs> Bro, she's like, are you dealing drugs on the side? <laughs> are you guys that are listening? Bottle of liquor. That's Lo why just my had cash. money in his pocket falling out. No, um, that was just me trying to detour, like. 
you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so obviously he's not the nigga anymore. But uh, no, like this year, I learned like from COVID. Normally, I want to be like on a boat or fucking traveling somewhere. But I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to be with my parents. I went to the nursing home and saw my grandma. I was nice. Well, that's nice. That's like cool. that was a great birthday for me. Then I surprised Alex. That's beautiful. Which was fun. Nice. His birthday's nice. Is day. he still in Miami or is he back here? Yes, he is still in Miami. I hate it. Oh, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's hard, exactly. you know, because like I know he wants to be here too, but like it's that's his job first. Just like horrible is my man. job first. Yeah, so. you got things yeah. to do, man. But Speaking of horrible, again, congrats on Breakfast Club. Thank yeah. you. It was, it was it was you feeling you said you didn't feel popping until you got off the show and the blue checks was hopping. No, I felt popping from it because like I think it really like validated what I do. Like yeah. I think we all know people that podcast no one understand that horrible is like a big podcast, but mm. it made me feel like it was a great milestone for us. Yeah. And also like I feel like the interview went well. Yeah. Like there's so many ways it could have gone. Mm. Don't get me wrong, like the Breakfast Club, of course, posted like a thing about pegging and there's five thousand yeah, comments. Like, <laughs> look that. at the black agenda. This is we what they're trying to push. We, we knew Charlemagne was gay. Like <laughs> <laughs> niggas are going crazy but then it's funny because they posted another clip yeah. about like why sex podcasts are positive and great and it was 30 comments it compared to 5,000 you know negativity travels far yeah you know that's what, but you like know it game. still gets clicks so like mm. I understand it's fine no I, I think also you know before the breakfast club interview I think you guys were already validated I think you guys have made your mark I think you guys have really set you know the tone for pod, for a lot of podcasts so we just want to you know just give your your flowers and thank you as a man who sits in on a ton of pitches about podcasts you guys are the benchmark for a lot of very shit. much like, people you. like very much it's so. like horrible decisions but blah 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 I'm like is it it's really not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> people do that shit. People do that shit, man. Like, but nah, man. I, I just want to give you your flowers too because you know I've known you for a long time. I've yeah. known you since you know the pod started, and you know I talk to Charlemagne down there every day, and he speaks so highly of you and 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 Mandy really? and just mm-hmm. you know the 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 amount of support that you guys give each other and everything that you've done so far like even the stuff that's a little cringy and stuff that i'm not comfortable with name like, one you make, yeah name one you name make one people, that's not the booty hole no it's not the booty hole so everybody's remember, remember scared of the booty hole i was about to say like we did an episode before yeah like, Dude, that was so when. much fun it was and so it was wrong. the worst audio we've ever had in the <laughs> that history was, that of horrible decisions and alex fucked that up so the Oof. irony hey 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 man now let me tell you how Oh, it's the old. The, it was the three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Low and Cass came, and I was so excited because, mm. like, you're they, talking about Palooza and stuff. Yeah, like, and, 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 yeah. and mind you, like, I had just moved to New York. Like, Mandy knows everybody industry, and I didn't really. So I was like really excited to have y'all on. Like, it was mm. just really great, and it was so fun. Sounded like shit. If y'all go back and listen, I mean, it was so bad, but the content was great. But God oh, the damn it, was, the content was. You had on fantastic. those suit joggers. I remember. I had, I, I had literally just got off a of plane. I was still at WWE at the time. Yeah, and you so were I had back just to came work. fresh yeah, off the show, plane. Bro, I was like, no, I'm episode, doing this pod, and that episode was hilarious. It was. It was. That was so, we were in Long Island City, right? And you're so uncomfortable talking about sex. Cass yeah. Is so Yo, he make him talk about sex. He don't like it. I was like, yeah, give it to him. <laughs> like I'll take, I don't. I'm tight. not. I'm not uncomfortable <laughs> talking about sex. I just think when I talk about it, a lot of people just assume too much. What about what, my, what, what do they assume? About my own personal sex life. Like, like I feel what, like what I do can they talk, assume? Yeah, what are they assuming? Whatever we talk about, like I can talk. I can talk very objectively about sex. Like mm-hmm. I can talk a lot about you know why I can understand why somebody would be into something or whatever. Yeah. And be like oh, is that? 
Are you? Is this? You know, like, you, no. do that, you, you know you do that to me all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> right? Every the time. every week, it's like, oh, hey, Lo, you like spinning oh, your mouth, like right? Your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, where did that come from? We do were talking about the NBA. Spinning your mouth is crazy. I don't. He I think it's. That. I think he it's hate. crazy. He does it. Why is it crazy that I do it? I don't know. It's just funny because it's like you're my friend. I'm I asked like, a nigga yeah. to spit in my mouth recently, and he was like, "You're a freak." First thing out of his mouth, he was like, "You're a freak." I was like, "Yeah, no shit, bro." Like, I don't understand. Have we met before? Yeah, like, why are we <laughs> here? I feel, like, I feel like, wild. I feel also, wild, I vanilla. Anytime does, we have conversation, no, but I think it really. <laughs> like she said, like she said shit that is like third base for me, and she's like, "What? You don't do it? She, she <laughs> not everybody do that? does." This? Maybe it's like, because yeah. of COVID. Maybe I don't no, know. niggas, yo, niggas. <laughs> judging me before COVID about spitting in mouth. Yes, yes. But so oh, Trey Song's video talk. was like I didn't, even, I didn't even watch that. I don't even watch I did that see that video. I didn't I see, that see that video. That was a little, a little aggressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't I didn't think it was a, I think it was aggressive but like they were like sharing it and there's like a crowd and it's COVID. It was oh, a like, music crowd, video. Like it, it, was it a music video? Why did the crowd amp it up for you? It didn't look like a music video to me. It looked like apparently it said it in the caption. No shit. Someone did it with their phone, but it was for a music video. Oh, what song? Okay. What song? What, what lyric goes with that? I don't know. Oh. It has to be something about threesome. Nah. Spitty stimmy. <laughs> but like he's already peeing on bitches. Like how is the spit that? Okay, all right. You know what? Okay, let's let's no, we just let's not. That is a fair point. I'll that say is. that's one thing I haven't done yet. I don't know if I'm ready for pee. For peeing? Yeah, no. I've never no. Expl- I, I've never no, experienced no, any no, version. No, of I can't no, even no, like no. pee with someone that's in the same bathroom. As yeah, we know. That's, that's, that's where the buck stops. I've only heard of the R. Kelly tape. I've never watched it. Like not like the actual. Like, oh no! I never. Yeah, I, I would never, hope I never you watched haven't it. watched no. underage fucking. Sh- First off, listen. Before I was talking about when I was what. 12, 13, 14 years old, high school, whatever. Yeah. Like the tape was out there. Like you could, you could, no, you could see buy that the tape. tape. Yeah. yeah. Like when it first, tape. first dropped. What do you like, mean you I'm, can buy the tape? Well, I don't know. If you were oh, like at barbershops and shit. Like oh, they okay. were selling them shit. So. Say, where, where, where are you originally from? Like what city? Florida. Florida, Orlando, right? Okay. Florida. So when, when the Kelly tape was out, like you can literally go to a barbershop and like get like the OG shit that. Or just go on 125th was- and see it on the blanket yeah. of like all the VHSs. Like the bro, like you know, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Like, that shit was out there, no, no, bro. No, I'm like, not saying he bought it, but like that's how no. But that's how niggas would sell tapes. They put a blanket out and like bro, it was a saw, different time, people. Saw, yeah. It was a different no, time. Was it streaming? <laughs> Yo, you couldn't get it on. Fucking I didn't realize Netflix. that was like 20 years ago. It was a long fucking time ago. Yeah, I was in high school. So long ago. When I first watched that. Put the CDs on the, yeah, CDs on the floor. But I will tell you though, peeing like videos are so weird. Like when I watch like gangbangs and like sometimes piss comes out, I'm like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Like I have to take my hand off of my pussy and be like, I'm finished. I got experience in that realm. What, peeing or gangbangs? Either. Gangbangs, I'm. I feel like you would join a gangbang for fun. Wow. Not for nothing. Like low, every time I'm out with low, kind of agree. Like, just hear me out. You're a lot of fun to party with. I party with you often. It's late night shit, and I just feel like if somebody was like, "Yo, we're about to fuck this bitch," low would be like, "Okay." Would you not? You could talk low into a lot of things after. Don't make this a clip. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm very. I'm very fun. Like. Yo, we okay. You know what, y'all? Yo, my blood pressure is going up again. I'm so sorry, but like, you just seem like no, a gangbang like, I'm, like I'm not participant. A, <laughs> like, you, maybe you'd have a mask on. I'm not a gang. Wheezy, wear your fucking mask on every episode. I'm not a gangbang person. I'm a very fun person. I'm not saying you're a gangbang person like on the weekend. I'm just saying if it happens on the weekend either. <laughs> 
We, I understand what you're saying. You see I'm why I feel so vanilla around I know you're understanding what I'm saying because you would do it. No, who's, who's in the room? <laughs> you got to know the lineup first. Who's going to be there? I was about to, who all going to okay, be, be there? Would you have to do it with your friends or would you rather random niggas? Oh, no, 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 we're not. Mm-mm. Wait, so time out, time out, time out. No, 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 no. I feel like that's important. I know important, where this though. is going. I, I do feel, well, I'm not going not gonna to hold you. Uh, you do seem like the type that could be talked into this type of thing by somebody you're cool with. Like, uh, do you think, let me, let me ask you this. Would it, like, ha- would it be based on the attractivity of the woman or how like nasty the situation is? Ah, uh, Fuck me. <laughs> and her. Too and much and, 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 and him. All right. Objectively and hypothetically speaking. Well, what's mm. the objective here? Um, it, yes. The, the, attract- the, the attractiveness of the woman is a huge factor. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Hypothetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Even if it's just know? one. Huh? Even if it's just one. It has to be more than one. That's if we're doing that, oh, that's an orgy. Then I think a gangbang is when it's, it's one like, woman. Yo, an yeah, orgy is when. One. Yeah, I can't do the. There's one star in the show. One. Oh, you don't want to like wait yeah, and have to keep like, it up and jerk like, off. It's, 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 you know the two. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what they be doing. Like, uh, why, in the gangbang. Why are we doing porn? this on the anniversary show? It's a, it's a, is this oh, your this anniversary? anniversary show? Exactly. Oh my god, happy anniversary! But so in gangbang porn, everybody. What I'm saying is, it do be niggas standing around have to like jerk off to like wait, and I think the wait your turn thing is. Yeah, hard. I can't. Oh, imagine waiting a lot like the sneakers app. <laughs> 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 and then catching the L because she wants to leave. <laughs> she wants to leave. Like, hold this L. Like. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah, oh nah, my God. Be me, topic, bro. Good so not. an orgy for you. Orgy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Could not be me. I'm more, yeah, I'm more of an orgy. No, I've never, I've never participated in either. I'm if very, you're interested in an orgy, um, I interview this place a lot. We've like have a relationship with them. It's called NSFW. It's a sex club. Mm-hmm. I've never had sex there, but like I've been there and you can go partnered and then you kind of like swap around and that shit is cool. Really? Mm-hmm. So, you seem intrigued. No, I, I didn't know. <laughs> really? I didn't know. You could, <laughs> I, I too am a partner. I didn't know you can sign up for orgies like it's fucking. Yes. Like, it's, like, it's like a, like a lot of shit you can sign up for in New York City that you do not know about. Listen, man. I mean, they give you sanitizer at the door. I've been off the streets for a mighty long time. So yeah, anytime so I hear these combos, I'm like, you don't say. I turn into a, like, a, a dad real fast. I'm like, yeah, yes, you know there's a fucking sex club in New York. Like, come on, like, like, don't, don't act like, like you don't know. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm very eyes wide shut when it comes to like sex clubs and like my imagination on all that stuff, right? Like, okay, it didn't occur to me that like, oh, it's 2021. I'm sure there's like an app you can literally just sign up for. Yes, there oh, they is. do. Have, I think there's I don't think they have an app, yes. but they have a community of like 5,000 people globally. Yeah, I only like know because I like recently interviewed them. No, I mean like you. Yeah, but it's but super it's interesting. There. Like they'll there. do like certain type of nights and stuff. And he was saying like. Mm-hmm. I did it for the TV show I just came out with, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, I talked to couples like Hughes. that were there. Shout out Dark yes, MSG. That's right. Shout out to <laughs> for giving me a fucking shit I've been trying for years. But anyway, <laughs> I basically got in like bed and would like talk to people there. Mm. And it was interesting because like the single people that were there like were super ready to fuck. Right. And the couples that were there were like way more reserved. Just like, oh, we're, or we're here to watch. Or, like, like the single fine. people was like, I'll fuck oh, anybody. Man, so, you, yeah. so you can like literally just sign up just to like watch like as a spectator? You can go to be a voyeur. You don't have to have sex. Yeah. So like there's because, like people get off like by doing these that. places are completely yeah. legal right because basically they don't sell say, sex how, okay yeah. so he, they sell entry into a place with like-minded people mm. so these people that's are a, that's a beautiful loophole 
That is oh, right. Legal. It's not legal everywhere. Yeah, mm. but it it is legal in New York. You can't sell alcohol in places like this, so they are BYOB. But the uh, place is like classy enough. To I would figure it. you would go in there focused though. Like I don't think you need that. Oh hell no! What do you mean, like an Adderall? What do you mean? No, like no. I mean, go in there lit. Who doesn't go into a like? I've got to keep it sober tonight. I can't do this tonight. But you're in a sex club. Whoa, Poland Springs. So is there any sort of like waivers that you sign, like for any? Like what? Chlamydia? Why are you looking at me, nigga? I haven't been. I'm asking though. What kind of waiver are you talking about? I'm listening. If I'm going into a club where I could possibly either you know, catch something or... Catch now, something. You're these... thinking way too much now. Listen. You're thinking way too much. Nigga, it's a sex show, the sex, it's a sex What do you club. think you're going into? Mount Sinai to have an orgy? <laughs> like, bro, oh, is there club. a waiver they could sign? Do it's they... a sex club. The lights are I'm out. Just... There's, you know, there's toys all around. I'm just but thinking there's so many ways that this can go wrong. <laughs> There's many ways that you can Are you go talking about like people sex. recognizing you signing? No, waiver? not even people recognize well, maybe, but like not even that. Like I mean just like shit can like literally go left. Like if you're What do you like, all right, what, like I don't think there's me- any way to guarantee that you won't get something. But the one thing I will say is I think it's pretty normal for people that are having sex a lot or doing mm. stuff like this to get tested more frequently. Of course. Yeah, of right? Course. Like, yeah, it's yeah. generally... Like, the cleanest people I've ever met are, like, adult film stars. They get tested. Of course. Like, they have to. Honestly, <laughs> the yeah. friends that I've had that have called me thinking they have STD are always, like, my homegirl that was, like, a secretary or just, like, a <laughs> regular bitch. Sure, sure. But, like, my whole friends, like... There's no investment here. Shorty that works in Zara. Because they, you know, they, like, feel like they fell in love with a nigga after three dates and they let you hit Shorty without a... Shorty that works at Zara was like, yo, I think I got the clap. Shit is what... You know it's Zara. The wild, like wild words. Zara, Zara. I like saying Zara. It's Zara. Oh, anyway, Zara. <laughs> Get a TV show. Turn. Sound. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> Say shit. God damn. But now, nah, Wheezy, um, I really appreciate you uh, opening up your doors uh, for us, for mm. our show. Thank we, you. I've had to open my legs to yeah, be able yeah. to open them. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> <laughs> opening up like this? No, I mean, opening. What is this episode? <laughs> it's, it's not Happy the one sex year. episode. <laughs> the sex is so, like, it took a turn. We had Wyclef talk about Haiti, and now we got Are this motherfucker. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. He it's talked like about a, like a lot of deep shit. <laughs> a lot of deep shit. Can you cut this? Can no, no, no. This is this is fantastic. This is duality. You this guys is, made me sit out. What do you think we were going to talk about? No, Entrepreneurship. You I could I could just have you sit on the side. I'm like, hell no. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And Rosie couldn't make it today, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, this yeah. is a perfect okay. time. So fuck, well, fuck planning. This is the best type. Yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it's the anniversary show too. God damn. But no, you are. You know, for all the legs you've opened for your podcast <laughs> you have created a great space in new york city for people like myself for creatives to come in no, and create shows and yeah. man it's it's incredible as a black woman to be a black business owner shout out to alex as well yeah, it feels, and, i'm uh, glad you guys are here I, I was just saying on twitter like mm. <clears throat> yeah we were talking about yeah, yeah it like hit me last weekend like mm. you guys know we were super booked i felt so bad because like we hadn't really structured everything for mm. like back-to-back stuff right. that's why they gave me shit last week for being late i felt so bad <laughs> but like no bullshit <laughs> there has not been one white podcast really on the weekend like sporadically good, but like good, to know that like good, only black pods are booking keep them out like you don't need sh- keep them out <laughs> Yo, bro, when I niggas been in, respecting our shit ain't no like you know weed or Hennessy in the hallway listen, all we need you tweeted something very very pointed all we need is us yo like seriously all we need is us man like there's there's so much out there yeah. there's been and you know I've you know especially the audio space and things I've been doing in Spring Hill like it may seem like there's a whole lot of black podcasts out there but yeah. there really ain't you know, I mean, especially the ones that are very lucrative and, you know, there's a whole other world that I wasn't even 
privy, privy to, to. Yeah, yeah. until like I was doing the college shit and Amazon and all that. I'm like, God damn, like there's really a whole ton of money out there. So when you a got bla- yeah, a black, you know, a black woman putting, you know, black men in position to further their platform, you know, that's king shit, not queen shit. That's king shit. Well, well, thank you. So, yeah, By the way, someone mm-hmm. um, I ran into recently when I was in Orlando for my birthday mm-hmm. <clears throat> was asking me what you were like. They were like, me? Yeah. He was like, you know Kaz, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, what's he like? And he was telling me how he like watches you all the time and like how long he's been like watching certain sports. And I was like, I know, like, I understand when in, yeah. in your previous podcast, like why you were there to talk about sports. But like, yeah. I didn't get it until he was like standing out mm-hmm. and like even shit like that. <laughs> I think some people, I didn't even really oh. know. Cause I was like, uh. I knew Bleacher Report and shit, but yeah. he was like, nah, that nigga does it all. Yeah. No, no, no. And then, you know, one thing about Kaz is like, you know, so diverse, so, you know, just skilled and so mindful of everything. But that man knows his shit, whether it's wrestling, whether it's music, whether it's sports or just like life shit. This man knows his fucking shit, which is why like I came on to this podcast because I felt comfortable talking about these things. Yeah, I do and like talking to smart people. Yeah, like, yo, bro, this, <laughs> and that's fine. But that's, you know, that's my guy. Right? my inflated head. Like, we'll talk about Marvel comics and they go straight into some shit about fucking Jay-Z's first album and they go right back to Mars Madness. Except well, gangbangs. Yeah, except yeah, gangbangs. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen. We'll talk about, me and you we, can talk about that, but we, this nigga ain't gonna do it. He was like, I am he still like, trying to get my TV money. Just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, catch me on MGPM tomorrow night. Like after Knicks and Sixers, I'm sorry, you're Daytime TV, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Michael Strahan. I definitely asked for my nigga limit on Fuse. I was like, so how many times can I say nigga? Can I say fuck? <laughs> can I say fuck? Can I say pussy? They're like, um. I had I had the same conversation with with MSG folks like before I started to shut up. Like, yeah. Listen, like we not we know what you've done. Mm. Like we don't want you to limit your talk or whatever. But you know, just when you're on us, like please. Don't. Yeah, yeah, and it's been yeah, like right. at least two or three times. I almost like. Like. What do you say? Like, like shit. Like yeah, that shit fuck or well not not after a game like not after post game yeah like that, but yeah no nah, it's it's like it's, you've almost said nigga I can't say nigga on MSG no but I mean like if I'm talking about players I feel like you'd be like no, yo, oh, you I think I hit the shot like I can't but you supposed to say like my friend you had a great game yo you know how many times I've wanted to say nigga on Apple Music oh my gosh yo, yo. my nigga this song is and I have to like scale it back but like hey you know straight from Harlem New York City. But I've learned it. I've learned it. The so mainstream voice and the podcast voice bro, is so different. Oh my so wait, like, you bro. can't say nigga on Apple Music. I can't cur- I can't curse on Apple. Oh, it's Apple Music. I don't understand. Can't say shit, bitch, fuck, nigga, damn, none of that. Hell. You can't say damn. <laughs> can't say none of that. Yeah, I've said damn and but, hell. But, but, I've le- but I've learned it. I've learned how I to like. I definitely got I'm drunk learned- on the MSG once on my birthday. Oh, you, yo, listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, you know how many shows I've done drunk? They let me, they let me like pop champagne. They're like, you should be. It's like, you should probably bro, like no, put bro. it to the side. I'm like, it's my birthday. It's fine. I'm Wait, where do you do it from? A station? Who? When you record it. Oh, okay, now, to- now, now we do it. Now I'm at home when I. Right. Do. But like before, like we'd be in the studio and, you know. In Jungle City? No, nah, I'm on and you swear. Jungle City's nice. Yeah, jungle, well, yeah, that's where we were for the first four years, and then we moved to um, Union Square because we have our now we have uh, our own building. Nice. Oh, excuse me. Well, it's Apple. I'm sure they can fit the bill. It'll be fine. <laughs> nah, Did you like, used yeah. to work at an Apple store? Huh? Did you work at an Apple store? Huh? You didn't work at an Apple store. No, do you know I'm not trying to. Be- <laughs> <laughs> so you, I'm not even kidding. Someone told me like that you like started from like some eat like. Lo used like- to work at a at a at a hotel. 
I, I was the front desk manager at the Doubletree Hotel yes. in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Okay, no. bitch told me this at last lap years ago. She was like, yeah, you know, he used to work at the Apple store and then he started from the <laughs> you bottom. You see how lies just get spread? And Apple I swear, dude, she told me you like started from the, and then they discovered you from there. That's how you worked for <laughs> Apple. What was I, beatboxing <laughs> while I'm fixing there's, somebody's computer? There's somebody out there that with thinks a hat. Worked at Apple. <laughs> Bro, no, my, you. I'm not my, kidding. Let me run down my start for the young lady that might be watching. Oh, no, I didn't work at an Apple I store. I love the story. It was like started from the bottom. I worked now at a front desk hotel in New Brunswick, New, Jer <laughs> New, Brunswick New Jersey. It's called Double Tree Hotel. I was a front desk manager, and I would blog from that desk. I got fired for doing that shit. <laughs> then I started doing, I started party hosting. Party hosted at Santos Party House, SOBs, Started Palooza, did the Trap BT. Karaoke, did BET, mm -hmm. and now I'm at Apple Music since 2015. So mm -hmm. no Co host man. Co-host of Rap Life Radio. Wow. Rap Life Radio. So you Dusca. didn't fix screens. <laughs> I, my, my screen is still fucked up. So like, no. I never worked at an Apple store. I never will work at an Apple store. And whoever said that, I need to see you in person. Because that is travesty. I can tell you who it was when we when All right, we'll cut these. We'll, we'll, we'll have a whole bunch yeah, of but yeah, that, yeah, my, yeah, my beginnings is from front desk to Apple to two shows on Apple Music. God damn. Adam, what Actually, time are we on? Are we good? Uh, long, good time. It's a good time. Good? All right. Yeah, all right. Sure. Yeah, let's, we straight, man. Thank you all uh, for tuning in to Say Less. Make sure you subscribe. Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud. This is a snack. The Apple and the store. Apple and the store. <laughs> he won't fix your screen, but he'll definitely. Nah, shut up. It. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are about, I think, 2,000 subscribers away from 100,000 subscribers on, on Snapchat, Snapchat. So make yeah. sure you on subscribe Snapchat? to Snapchat. Yeah, yeah our Snapchat discovery pages. Snapchat. Because numbers. Are popping. you fucking serious? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Wait, 100K? Uh, almost at 100. I think we had Damn. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we up there. We're doing all right. We're doing, doing okay. Yeah. I thought Snapchat uh, was for sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well. Sexy guy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> anyway, YouTube.com slash Kazim. Snapchat, say less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie. Yeah. Um, podcast on Vivo. Check us out there. Yeah. And, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know, nigga. I think that I was, was it. I'll let you go. Anyway, yeah, all, all platforms, all podcasts. Thank you for tuning in for the past 365 days of yeah. stay less with Kaz, low key and rosie yeah. appreciate you thank you jake for being there from day one thank you edin thank you wheezy for opening up these doors thank mm -hmm. you low for being the podcast host with me shout out rosie hope everything's okay with the family thank you so much uh there's so many people i want to thank for the first year um but i'm not gonna do that now i'll write it in the damn descriptions but um yeah. like we do every time stay free stay safe and always say less. And still wear your fucking mask. If you want to. I don't know. Nah, well, Pandemic's over. Well, well, well. <laughs> At, At least in the, the sex club. Uh, <laughs> please wear it to the damn sex club. <laughs> it's a new year. Yeah. And it's new possibilities. And boy. Do we ever need this? That's facts. Cricket Wireless can help you make that switch mm. with a new plan, $30 a month. Yes. That's right for you. Listen, that's right for you. Yeah. That's right for you. Yeah. That's right for you. That's right. Cricket Wireless, make that switch now. Smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Terms subject to change. See stores for details. You couldn't just look at the camera and say it? No, I'd rather look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs>